0: And ball. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Power Motion Picnic Hour. As always, I'm your host, Dave, and as always, alongside me doing 50% of the hosting duties
2: is Trevor.
1: Trevor, what's going on? How are you?
2: I'm doing well. How are oh, you doing, Dave?
1: I'm, do- I'm doing great. Uh, just such a big week here on the Power Motion Picnic Hour.
2: It's been a very big week. I know we we say that quite a bit, but um, when we do, it's always true.
1: Yeah, it's becoming a habit. That's just because there's a lot going on. Um,
2: there is. Yeah, yeah. It's been a it's been an eventful few weeks in Power Motion Picnic hours. But um, I think this week, um, well, we just for one had a, a very nice um, discussion with our our friend and now special guest uh, Tim Ball.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, and we'll get to that in a little bit um and well, I, I i can't wait to share that with, with all of you tim had a lot of great insights and a lot of great experience
2: as a runner so we had a, we had a great talk he was also kind to let us reference literally every other single special guest that's ever been on the episode it was kind of yeah. like the power Mich- motion picnic hour equivalent of like those real world shows where they brought like the different people on from like the different years and i remember they that. all, all talked to each other what was your favorite so, season of the real world Thought you were going to ask me something special guest related um <laughs> what, was, what was your favorite special know, guest? maybe maybe san francisco with uh with uh what was it puck and pedro and it was an um, intense one yeah i guess that's, that's that was, the answer that was, that was a classic one yeah um but yeah so very nice very nice chat there and then a couple couple races to report on um we have two big races to talk about this week that that happened in the past week in the power
1: motion picnic hour universe what should we do first? Should we talk about the Community Mile first, since that was the cliffhanger yeah. that we left on last week?
2: Yeah, why don't we dive right in? We'll we'll talk about Community Mile, and then maybe after the break, we'll, we'll come back on the other one.
1: I like that. Yeah, yeah. Divide it up nicely and cleanly. Well, I thought the Community Mile was a great success. As did um, I. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of participants, uh, a lot of remote participants, and a nice, small, enthusiastic crew down at the John Lindsay Track in the East Village.
2: We did. We did. There were people from uh, participants from all over the world uh, coming with their own style of uh, styles of ambulation, uh, a wide array of enjoyment levels reported and and really just a blast to uh, to to hear from everybody. It seemed like a lot of folks had a lot of fun out there.
1: Yep, yeah, yeah. The time started flying in from the UK first. We had a couple of runners mm-hmm. in the UK, I think, an 810 and an 821.
2: Yep. Yep. Both, got us both. off
1: to a strong start. Yeah, that those are nice, a uh, nice solid start. Uh, and then, I don't know. And then they just started coming in from all over the northeast.
2: That's right. And so we won't be able to to cover every single result. There were just there were just too many uh, to do to do to each do each of them justice uh, on a short a short podcast. Um, should we announce the the divisional winners tonight? Yeah, let,
1: let Let's do it. Let's Let's get it out there. Put it out there for the world to. To hear and then argue about for years to come.
2: All right. So, should we start with the winners, or maybe talk about some other performances, and then uh, and then go there at the end? Let's go, winners. Winners. <laughs> All right. Do you want to like? Do you want to? Do you want to start? Uh, I think the winner in the
1: running category, I believe, was how are we supposed to? Are we supposed to use people's real names?
2: Um, I think we we were advised by. Our crack legal team to um, to maybe do first names and and vague location references that would be uh, anonymous enough to not violate any sort of uh, privacy regulations, increasingly okay. stringent these days.
1: Well, first place in the running category, based on a combination of speed, enjoyment, and creativity, goes to Listener Dan somewhere somewhere in the wilderness of Vermont.
2: Listener Dan, yes, a, a frequent uh, mailbag contributor. Um, Came in, re- reported a time roughly around seven minutes. Um, was the reported reported time? Uh, but really, what what I think took listener Dan to the to the top of of uh, really a quite competitive category, perhaps the most, maybe this side of walking. And and listener Dan reports, my enjoyment level was the whole spectrum, heaven and hell in one mile. I loved it, and I really hated it too. So on a scale of one to ten all the numbers between one and 10 for enjoyment
1: <laughs> uh i think he means whole numbers i hope he means whole numbers
2: <laughs> i mean knowing listener dan he could mean anything he he he, he experienced the whole spectrum you, you can't leave any any numbers in between
1: and listener dan did a live stream video of his run which i watched not live unfortunately but was pretty amazing for anyone who didn't oh see it and unfortunately yeah. you can't see the end of it because it's vermont and he ran out of where he had service, out of, out of service. <laughs> he ran a mile out of from his house. He measured a mile and he ran to it. Yeah, uh, but it's pretty amazing.
2: I, I think I think where 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 listener Dan really sort of embodied the spirit was, you, you know, yeah, running running can be you know the best and the worst and and sometimes all at once and yeah, you know, you got to feel it all, right? It's all part of it.
1: So congratulations, listener Dan. Thank you for participating. Uh, next up, I guess we should do the walking category.
2: Yeah, so Listener Judy in New Hampshire, also my mom. Uh, Yeah, she's already
1: a winner even before she competed. (laughs)
2: Um, Yeah, uh, as the kids might say, um, her famous quote, uh, or maybe, uh, anyway, she mailbagged about it. So, um, uh, yeah, Listener Judy, um, it really really uh, exhibited a tremendous amount of of athletic spirit and 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 competitiveness going out in the neighborhood, blasted by a, a neighbor dog named Roscoe, who really wanted some pets. And her dedication to the sport and and to the community mile caused her to just press on right by yeah. Roscoe, um, who uh, did get some extra pets the next day. So Roscoe was was all right in the end as well. but but listener listener Judy New Hampshire, eighteen minutes uh, taking home first place in walking
1: and yet she beat out um, some tough competition from another walking competitor who told us that he did stop to pet a dog. and uh,
2: that's right. I think that was our close second place, yeah um,
1: and th- that's how she won, basically the re- the resolve and you know, you can always pet twice as much the
2: next day yeah, that's right from Vermont, despite <laughs> having. Having both a faster time and arguably a higher enjoyment level, we know how excruciating it was for for our winner to 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 pass Roscoe, but reported a one hundred and ten percent and petted a dog, um, which added to the enjoyment, but ultimately, um, ultimately sort of sort of took him away from the primary goal of the race, which was to walk a mile.
1: And I might have to bleep some of that because I don't think giving that runner that walker's is first name alone is enough to anonymize them <laughs> <laughs> so there might be some bleeping in my editing coming up but we'll see we'll see how that goes
2: we'll see yeah yeah it, it, it's a singular individual we're talking about there
1: yeah um then yep. uh, a, a controversial category the light jog category which we actually had two entries some people want to say there is no light jogging and some people say well watch me go um and the winner in the light jog category was listener sean in brooklyn Congrats, listener Sean. Let's see uh,
2: she reported a delightful for enjoyment. That's good. Um, That's a good
1: enjoyment level.
2: And a speedy time for the light jog of thirteen twelve. Not bad. Not bad at all.
1: Yeah, the light jog is a little less obvious. The cutoff between like like from race walking to running, like yeah, light, light jogging to
2: um, to speed walking to to slow running. It's it's really blurry. I mean, yeah, it's certainly a much faster time than my average mile from the other race that we'll talk about uh, from Saturday. Okay. So
1: I can't wait to get there. Um, okay, I think we have how many more categories do we
2: have? Um, yeah, why don't we go over to skipping? Um, <laughs> uh, we had two entrants, and um, uh, one with a, a high enjoyment level, which 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 was a picture of a frog, uh, presumably taken on the run, but a time that was not enough to beat uh, Coach Friend. Um, nice. Randy himself up in New Hampshire, coming in with a nine thirty one uh, uh, and similar to listener Dan, it sounds like the enjoyment level was 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 a little bit variable. So moderate. and it sounded like it was a tough effort at the end of a long day, got out there, just really embraced the uh, the spirit of the community and of the community mile to just 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 you know go out, get it done, uh, and skipped a mile, something I think most people, if you you know, walked in almost anywhere probably couldn't find another right yeah Uh, so that's right cool division
1: then yep then another controversial division the stationary bike division we have uh we have listener nancy from virginia winning uncontested uncontested uh, yep with reporting an enjoyment level of 20 out of 10 which sounds dangerous
2: (laughs) it's uh yeah that's intense and And, thrilling and you know sort of nipping at the heels of bosworth with a, a speedy six minute stationary bike. So um little I mean, who knows? 25, 30, if she had cranked it there, it's possible the Bosworth time could have could have come down. But congrats to uh listener Nancy.
1: Yeah. And that leaves us just one more category, um, a popular category. The Moseying category. The Moseying. Oh there's two two two, there's two more. There's two
2: more. So yeah Moseying. Let's go
1: Moseying first. Moseying. That's a listener Cassie in North Carolina. I think this this was an enjoyment level also communicated through
2: pictures, right? For for enjoyment, we have pictures of dogs as well as flowers, but we did also receive reports of chickadee sounds. This is one wacky game show.
1: <laughs> as they say. And yeah. then yeah.
2: with the time of 2617, listener Cassie takes moseying. Yeah, and then rounding out the pack. Um with an uh, in, in, an entrant that that created a division, uh, the cartwheel division, uh, and that would be Hemingway Dowd, perhaps perhaps our uh, our youngest participant down in Florida, reporting a splendid time in a thirteen forty eight cartwheel mile.
1: That feels blazingly fast, <laughs> the cartwheel thirteen forty eight mile. But
2: I love it. Uh, well, given it was a it was a, you know it was it was a unique division created presumably for the race at the race. Um, we don't know how many cartwheels you need to qualify for that division, but That's but true. there were at least one. I did get photographic evidence of at least a cartwheel, a full mile and a 1348 splendid time.
1: Yeah. The cartwheel mile is a young sport. So I think the rules for that one are changing year by year
2: still. Yeah. The robots haven't entered the the realm yet. <laughs> yeah, to, they... You know, DQ on hand cartwheel violations. They, ha-
1: they haven't taken over. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you everyone for participating and congratulations to all the winners. And really you're all winners.
2: So congratulations everyone's, to everyone. Everyone's a winner. Happy to share these results somehow, perhaps, um, which we might do.
1: Yeah. And then maybe we should take ourselves to the live in the track. What I think most people are dying to hear about is how we did in the community mile. Um, oh,
2: of course. Of course. <laughs> we um, didn't win
1: any categories, but we did have a pretty epic matchup. Uh, you, you and I one-on-one.
2: One on one, a race, a race right to the to the bitter end. Um, I'd say it was of the two races I participated in this week, it was my better <laughs> race. Um, I, I ran a much better community mile. You uh, won in the the Power
1: Motion Community Hour hosting division. Uh, we'll give that away. <laughs> you you were the fastest mile. And I mentioned on last week's show that I had a strategy, uh, and I wouldn't say what it was. And my strategy, my strategy was to let you take the lead. And kind of draft behind you uh for a long time. Not not even for drafting reasons or or even strategic ones, but just because I had no idea how how quickly to pace myself. And I figure since I, th- I think of you as a little bit faster than me, if I tried to keep up with you, that would be pushing myself sufficiently. So it seems like a pretty, you know, it seems like a pretty sensible plan. And I, I and you you know, you own a smartwatch. <laughs> you're like probably better <laughs> at pacing yourself or even knowing how fast you're running. So I was like, that's another reason
2: to just let you do it. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> yeah anyway the smartwatch was my demise because i went and to, mine <laughs> yeah and yours it blew up your strategy i i went to hit you know start the run like i always do and it somehow recognized a little too smart for its own good recognized that we were on a track and brought up a message like which lane are you in and i had never <laughs> seen that before and it threw me off for just enough to <laughs> you know sort of just like throw up my hand and say ah and then and then start going by that point you had already taken you know taken. i'd taken off. yeah
1: i'd taken the lead um, and it was i would have had to go pretty slow to let you catch up which wouldn't have made any
2: sense yeah and, my and, my run ended up not being recorded at all
1: <laughs> and so yeah and so but we did have timekeepers on the side so we didn't even really need the watch but um but so i took i at the end of the first hundred i was very much just in the lead and that was just the way it was going to be uh and it seems like you weren't going to try to make a move for a while so I, I remained, I have no idea how far ahead of you, but I remained a bit ahead of you until 150
2: meters out. You're, you're you're going fast. I, I was, uh, I was hoping, my strategy was to hope you'd fade at that pace kind of coming out hot. And by, (laughs) I feel like that's a strategy that, that, you know, never quite works, but I was hoping by like lap three, if you sort of felt some pressure from behind, like you might, you might burn it out and then I could, I could put on a fast, final lap yeah but you you were blazing and by by the fourth lap finally we came into the the last like 150 meters and i was like oh shit i've gotta like gotta make a move here (laughs) Um, now or never now or never so (laughs) picked it up and had just enough coming in with a 621 to your 623 which i believe is a pr for you as far as you know
1: i think it's a pr as far as i know yeah i haven't run a, a real mile since high school and and I don't think those were that fast. And I was trying to, I was trying to figure out when my fastest mile ever was. And I, one thing I remembered when thinking about that was back in when I was 11, um, I, when we did the presidential fitness test in gym class, when I was 11 that year, I won the award for being over 85% in every category. And actually, mm-hmm. while, while remembering that, I remembered that I set my middle school's uh, sit-up record with 59 sit-ups in a minute. Wow. Which is probably actually my greatest <laughs> athletic achievement of my life. And I, I forgot. Thanks. Yeah. Was, oh, I'm glad to actually remembered that because it's a nice thing to be proud of. I, I remember being proud of it back then too. But eventually you get to be like 15, 16. You stop being proud of things you did when you were 11. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They don't matter at all. Um, so but once, now,
2: what, yeah, once you're fortissimo and yeah, one, it's, it's, it, it's newly it's relevant again. It's, it's all good again. It,
1: it goes into the story. So I remembered... But I remembered that and I so I must have obviously run over 85% in the mile if I got over 85% in everything. So I looked up what that would have been in uh 1993 mm-hmm. and uh it means I would have had to be under 732. So, okay. Yeah, so let's say my PR was 730 and I in in 1993 and I uh, or 94 and I shattered it with a, yeah, a 623.
2: Mean, even, even if you did like a 7 minute or even slight sub 7 minute like you 6 6 yeah. 23. That's a, that's a fast time. Um, and well, yeah. And while I might have been faster a year or two later, I think I, think I peaked
1: <laughs> pretty soon after <laughs> that. So I don't think I made it all the way to you know a minute faster. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, and then, um, I guess we, we talk a little bit, we, with Tim about some of the other, the other heat, um, from the live event and, uh, what do you think? Should we go to that?
1: Yeah, let's go to our talk with Tim, do a little more, uh, hear some of his advice and some of his wisdom, a little more coverage of the race, and then we'll mm-hmm. come back here, and you and I will talk about the other big race from this past week. This is the
2: Power Motion Picnic Hour. Customarily, we start uh, with the special guest. Um, you can state your name, and uh, if you'd like, you can say a little bit about yourself, but uh, but that part's optional.
3: All right, cool. So hey guys, thanks for having me again. My name is Tim Ball. I'm a I'm a hobby jogger. You know I, I enjoy running uh, marathons on a semi-competitive basis, but not too competitive. Um, my latest goal is to try to run all wor- the world major marathons, like in, within the next like ten years or so. But we'll see when that that happens. But I, I've run Boston so far, so that's good. Um, right now I'm on like a three-day running schedule because a lot of Achilles issues. So I'm going to mm-hmm. physical therapy a lot. So I'm on the come up. So it's a nice goal to have. I realize with running, it's always good to set some goals and not get too casual with it. So yeah, it helps to get you. got Something's
1: got to get you out there on the, the cold, exactly, yeah. <laughs> rainy mornings. <laughs>
3: Exactly. Like once you have that, like, I used to have this philosophy, like kind of like uh, running for the feeling, you know, like when I was like competitive with running for like um, 10 years or so, like in high school, throughout college. And after college, I was like, I'm sick of the competitive aspect of running. So I just had to always, only run for the feeling. It was like my, my mantra. Nice. Um, so, and I, I try to exhibit that a little bit now, but I also want to be somewhat competitive now. So that's why I set mm-hmm. this, far running the five uh, world majors or six world majors i think that's like the plot of the book siddhartha i think right he... oh, i love i love siddhartha yeah <laughs> he goes too far
1: one way so Dang. then he goes way the other way exactly then, yeah that, that's yeah. the thing then wow. he attains enlightenment which i think means in your case winning the london marathon <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah that that that's exactly right you know i go to the extremes mother like all in or all out so i'm trying to find that middle path you know like, mm-hmm. like quote some buddhist philosophy but yeah siddhartha you know he he started off like a rich boy then he just said like, oh, i'm sick of this and then he went off Became an aesthetic just wandering around He couldn't find enlightenment doing that so then he became really rich and he was like oh, i can't do that that's that's not it either so he just sat next to a river and then he just stared at the river for a while and became enlightened and became the ferryman. I like that. Yeah, but no, it's a great I, book, great book. It is a great
1: book. I haven't read it in a long time. I imagine it was a similar journey for Eliot Kipchoge as
3: well. Yeah, he has a very, like, uh, like kind of monkish demeanor to him and how his relationship mm-hmm. with running is very disciplined and does a lot of chores when he's in, like, I, I know, like, when they, on that, like, in Kamen, in Kenya, I forget the name of like the town but they all are assigned chores on a daily basis so it's, i think it's a good way to go about it Did you ever read that book running with the kenyans no that sounds like a great book
1: though i didn't read it either but, <laughs> but I, I meant to it sounds yeah it does sound like a great book yeah but i don't remember where the guy's from who wrote it but maybe we'll when we officially start up the power motion picnic hour book club Oh uh, wow! Yeah, that would be, Yeah, because we'll that we'll do that after we do Siddhartha.
3: Yeah, Siddhartha is a good one. You know, applies to every aspect of life. Yeah,
1: um, I read that on a plane ride from Boston to Los Angeles, and twenty-two years ago.
3: Yeah, time to reread it. You know, yeah, it, it has a similar meaning to you. Yeah, but I think one, I'm about due. Yeah, well, so, yeah, so that's me. You know, I wish I could be more like Siddhartha, but
2: you're right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? It's a
1: journey. Um, it was a journey for him, Trevor.
2: Sorry. Yeah. No, no. I, I know what you mean about the goals. And uh, I, <laughs> I just uh, completed sort of like my second of two uh, sort of big goals for the year on Saturday. And now I'm just, I'm already feeling like a loss in a sense of like, Oh shit, I've got to get something else on the calendar to stay motivated about.
3: I know. Yeah. Like you, you just like kind of like chasing that, that goal for so long and, yeah, and it kind of makes you wonder like why am I doing this, you know? Am I doing this for that feeling after I finish the race or should I be enjoying the journey leading up to that destination of finishing the race?
2: Yeah. It, it's got to be the journey too, right? It's got to be.
1: It's a it is a weird feeling the like right after you've achieved a big goal and I've only ever achieved one <laughs> one big running goal. So I'm <laughs> I'm not speaking from a lot of experience, but then you're like, "Oh, well, okay, yeah, what now?" you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and in, in my experience of, of training, I ran a marathon a few months ago, <laughs> but then for a couple of months, I didn't have like really the motivation to run that hard. Um, but I feel it again now. So I got it yeah, back. I think it's like
3: healthy though. You're doing it for the right reasons, you know, You're not like doing, cause you have to, you're doing it when you're ready to do it. Yeah, um, It's probably good to let your body rest for a while too. Like, I think like professional runners, they don't run at all for like, two weeks after the, they like uh, run a marathon, which is surprising. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it's like for me too, ever since Boston, I have kind of just been like pretty lackadaisical with my running. So and Boston. Like, Cause injuries and stuff, but also like, I, you know, I probably could be a bit more ambitious. Yeah. But... Boston was your second marathon, right? Yes. Yes. I have run two marathons so far. So the first one was called chasing the unicorn marathon it's in like washington crossing which is uh along the delaware river between pennsylvania and new jersey um so that's where like washington crossed the delaware river and uh sacked the brits on christmas i think it was um, take
1: that take that you yeah. tory bastards or whatever you call, what are you supposed to call them
3: lobster yeah. backs <laughs> i know man just, yeah, they're just getting taxed too hard so they uh, yeah revolted, so i i would
1: out. be i would be with um washington just let the record state if right, was, right. If, if yeah, I, was I was around.
3: The Patriot, you know, Mel Gibson's best. Yeah. But yeah, that was the first. And then, uh, so that was just like an out and back marathon, like a six mile length. So that was like the whole purpose of that race was in honor of the Boston bombings. So it started the year after the Boston bombings. And this is actually the 10th anniversary of the race. It's very low key, but it's like the last possible day that you could qualify for the Boston marathon. So I uh, just... Would for there, first twenty-two miles. I was like on a pretty good clip, like six thirties. But I just like hit a complete absolute wall and like <laughs> the last four miles, like I was at like eight to nine minute pace. Oh and man! I was kind of hoping I wouldn't qualify for Boston because I was in so much pain and I just didn't want to run a marathon again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've learned <laughs> my lesson. <laughs> yeah, like one of my friends said, like me and my other buddy, he had just come back from like a road trip. This other guy, he's run Boston like nine times and like eighteen marathons. He's so like, he was kind of like I was like his little uh, mentee. You know, he's kind of teaching me the ropes of Boston. Yeah. But neither of us really trained properly for this marathon, but we ended up both qualifying. And my friend, <laughs> he's like an honest runner who works really hard. He said that we like spat in the devil's eyes that day because like we had no business <laughs> qualifying for Boston. I like that. I, I probably just like made a deal with the devil that day without even knowing it. This is the power motion picnic hour. They usually order my shoes, but I was like, I'll go oh, to Roadrunners, get like mm-hmm. a treadmill try on experience to see what they're all about and nice they really recommended gt 2000s to me which is a shoe i already run in <laughs> and adrenaline so i was like ah oh, this is kind of and i almost like didn't buy them there because i was like being cheap i was like i just order them <laughs> yeah i'll find they're a out. cheaper <laughs> pair online <laughs> I was like, oh, this is messed up so i didn't do that you know i was trying yeah. to trying i know to don't um, you feel
1: like when you go to the running shoe store that they're gonna like at least this never happens, of course, but you feel like they're going to be like, wait, I got something. And they're going to go out back and pull a shoe no one's ever heard of and be like, this is the <laughs> shoe for you. <laughs> and like the people who work there aren't even like experts. I mean, they're like, they know what they're doing. They're trained for their job. They know all the shoes. They do it. Yeah, they're,
3: they're just do for the paycheck.
1: Yeah. The- they're not like, um, I mean, maybe the, somewhere there's a running, maybe someone could um, write into our mailbag and let me know where there's a good running store with like a, a guru, a shoe guru, right? So with extreme passion. for. Uh... I know,
3: yeah. But yeah, maybe it might be like too passionate. Like say you should run barefoot or something. and Oh. Like, you have a stress fracture.
1: I did that. We, we, we did an episode about that. We tested out the zero running sandals. Oh, wow. How'd it go? It was
2: good. I mean, I didn't run very far. I think on Trevor's recommendation, because you overran in them, right? I didn't run you see that's the thing i only ran for a mile but i ran it a little bit too too hard and on too hard of a surface and and i was fine i mean it just gave me a really good workout far beyond what what i was expecting i think i did i can't remember now
3: screaming (laughs) my
2: my calves (laughs) one funny
3: does all his runs and shoes like that and i was like i don't know how you do this man like uh but he's built different
1: we have a a, a friend and, and a former special
2: guest right who did a what did didn't he run like a 100 miles in them or something oh popular gosh. popular runner jim pergolese ran uh, yeah i think like i don't think it was 100 i think it was i think it was half of a 50 mile race maybe or maybe <laughs> half of 100k either way it was a long distance yeah like mostly in sandals <laughs> um
3: wow, he's really close to enlightenment we talked <laughs> talk about him on that run
2: we talk about him at least once an episode these days. The the best thing about
1: being a special guest on this show is that we'll ju- we will just like reference all our special guests all the time. It's true, Jim might be the one we reference the most.
2: Possibly, yeah, exactly. he was the first, so he's had the most
1: opportunities just by definition. He had the longest race in his history of any of our guests, which was 100, but we just had a guest on our last episode who did 105 miles.
3: Oh my gosh. Yeah, wow, 20, 24 hour
1: race. Tim, I think you told me once that you did an ultra once, right, and and didn't yeah, want to do like, it again.
3: That was my preparation for like uh, chasing the unicorn marathon. Like I had this philosophy that I was like, oh, if I just run like longer but really slow, then that will like won't be too harsh on my Achilles. Which I kind of worked, but yeah. So I did like a seventy mile race, and uh, yeah, actually, this poster here is like the course, that green on. Oh, nice. Uh, the Laurel Highlands Trail. I forgot the name of it, so I had to oh, look nice. at it. But yeah, it's like a, it's like a ridge line. It's near where like uh, the Falling Waters is, like the mm-hmm. famous architect guy. Oh,
2: Frank Lloyd Wright.
3: Yeah, Frank Lloyd Wright. was um, ah, like ah, that area ah. of Pennsylvania. So I was like driving to a wedding in Pennsylvania and I drove underneath the Laurel Highlands Trail and it was like a really nice sign. So oh. like it, it made an impression on me. And at my friend's wedding, he was like, oh yeah, that's a Laurel Highlands Trail. It was actually an ultra. So then we just all signed up that night. Oh, nice race
1: Let's get drunk and sign up for an ultra yeah <laughs> it happens
3: and this guy he ended the thing like uh like fifth place or something and his brother won it like last what? year it's that's like, awesome wow i got like thinking at like 26 but yeah it was uh it was brutal it took me like 16 and a half hours and like i lost all these toenails and uh-huh. that's why I, and you said like yeah i wouldn't do it again yeah it's not worth it for losing toenails like it's just the the toenail discomfort is like the worst pain yeah
2: yeah susie hot rod was talking about that from like a a, a roller roller skating perspective but um
1: but you are the second special guest to talk about losing toenails which is good i'm glad we got back to that
0: (laughs)
2: yeah Yeah, i was i was actually with our last special guest recently and talking a lot in in real life off pod about our tom bosworth interview because i feel like tom who is an olympic race walker and record holder of the fastest ever uh mile time you know in walking and i don't know yeah so so anyway i feel like tom tom had a lot of good like little nuggets of wisdom that i've found myself like repeating in real life yeah not that not that the pod isn't real i mean it is but
1: it's similar it's adjacent to real life yeah tom bosworth is yeah his 531.08 racewalking mile.
3: Yeah, that's that's, that's hardcore.
1: I ju- Yeah, because we just did it. You know, we did our community mile last week, and so we learned how fast we can currently run miles. Um, uh,
3: yeah, you guys had like a showdown, I heard, right? It was good. Yeah, it was good, yeah. Oh, right. man. Right uh, to the tape. It was yeah I was I was just waiting the whole time
1: for Trevor to make a kick. It was rough. Cause I knew he was. I knew he couldn't have been far behind me. <laughs> I figured he was. <laughs> figured he was like one foot behind, you know. <laughs> and uh, and then with 150 meters to go, he just kicked. I kicked too, but I I couldn't kick as hard. I guess
2: <laughs> it was a fun race. It was a proper race, as they say.
1: It was exactly.
2: Proper it was race. it was
1: very fun. Yeah, but but our 621, 623. I mean that's 50 and. 52 seconds slower than tom walking
2: and i guess i mean i think with with this next reference we'll have literally mentioned all special guests at this point but um but uh pierce uh non-binary runner of the year 2022 new york city was the only one to get even close in the community mile with their 541 so they got they got within 10 seconds but but did not beat bosworth and Tom himself is, I think, still planning to run it. He um, he he said that he was going to enter and he wasn't even sure if he could run faster than his walking mile. Like, that's how insane his walking mile was. He's been retired for a year, so he's not at peak <laughs> conditioning.
3: Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I need to check that out on my YouTube. It's-
2: so, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: it's, it's great. Yeah,
2: there's some good videos for sure.
1: You forgot to mention, or you should mention that that Pierce did PR in the mile two days earlier with a 508. That's true. So That's true. Pierce was taking it easy. They have
2: have beat him before, but... uh, Yeah.
1: yeah. You you also forgot one special guest, which is former special guest, popular runner and popular um, composer, Brendan Etter.
2: Brendan Etter, of course, whose entry to the community mile included three miles. Yeah. Bonus, um, because the whole thing was self-reported, so... We got a lot of wild
3: takes on ambulation.
1: Tim,
2: what's your what's your mile
1: running
3: PR? Probably yes. Yeah, when I was like in high school. It was in a, a distance medley relay, but like my official time was like four like that and in that relay, I did like a 1600 which is like a four. What I'm talking about ten mile, but. <laughs> My claim to fame in high school was I ran 4.10 as a sophomore, like, as a 15-year-old. Whoa, I had, wow. like, uh, the New Jersey state record. Really? Here uh, until Edward Cheswick, now professional runner, uh, broke it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, hey, that was, I peaked then, you know, as...
1: Uh, you peaked sophomore year in high school? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, pretty much.
1: Like, uh, maybe college, like I like,
3: could uh... run faster from that, but I was... Uh, I did more, like, distance and stuff, but... Yeah, the mile is like probably my, probably my favorite race. So like I'm trying to get back to that not to that point, but I'd love to run like a mile again on a track like pain free. Oh, yeah.
1: It was fun. I hadn't run them, and not the, obviously I my mile was a lot slower, but it's just a, it is fun to do, especially it on is. a track. Just running four times on that inside track, you know, and just like because you you can yeah. push yourself you can push yourself pretty hard. It's not that long, you
3: know. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great race and like the first two laps you're kind of like getting your place and then like the third lap it's like oh you get better positioning and then fourth lap you're just like let's let's go for it you know yeah fourth lap rules
2: i feel like um dave you're gonna have to find some sort of like special (laughs) effect like siren sound to put in a 408 like you know fast alert like this that's by far the fastest uh I think of any of our guests or anybody even loosely affiliated with with the Power Motion Picnic Hour community. That's got to be that's got to be the top mile time ever. It
1: might be the top mile time spoken of on here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, I think it's. I don't even know who would be second. Um, yeah, in our
2: world, I think you're you just took the the crown. Yeah, there's some kind of award. It'll be coming in the mail. <laughs>
3: wow <laughs> uh, yes yeah that was yeah 17 year old tim you know yeah now I, who knows what yeah I'd probably like tear my achilles or something that
1: you would try to beat the time and yeah and then that would be your last race you ever ran
3: yeah no, it's, it, it would be but uh maybe as a master's runner but, yeah uh, that's faster the, masters runner. So probably not the, uh,
2: during uh during the first heat um of the community mile that was live in new york from the john v Lindsay east river park um oh, the east first river park, yeah. yeah it was cool and the first the first heat was um the female gear shed correspondent for our podcast um against her friend east and um the two of them line up getting ready to go and and like i think we did a what do we do ready go yeah Is yeah that, runners
1: yeah. on your marks
2: yeah on your marks go, go. um and this other guy just happened to be lining up like at the exact same time and was sort of like huh like oh what and then we were like a mile and and he like charged out like really hard and we're like awesome we got another participant and he went on to like sprint like a super fast 100 meters and then turn around so that was it <laughs> so we gave him a dnf
1: yeah we put him in the official <laughs> the official scoreboard but he was actually just happy he was practicing his sprints i think and Happy to have someone you know, simulating he was pretty the pretty about the
2: countdown, yeah.
1: yeah. It would help his training a little bit. He, <laughs> he did great. we bet had three heats. Unintentionally three, actually, because Pierce showed up, like, while we were doing our heat. <laughs> and yeah. So, and so, I was like, hey, Pierce! <laughs> so, there's a little a little uh, communication during the, the heat also, which was
2: good. I like that. And then Pierce started running um, their mile, and very quickly oh yeah like passed me and Dave like, you know, and just went on to run uh the 541. But it was funny because because yeah, like they they arrived like chucked down their stuff and then uh just took off for the mile. Um, but had also run, I think, six miles to get there.
1: Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then um and like they I mean actually like yeah, Pierce was only running 40 seconds faster than us, but when Pierce went by, it felt like the flash was going by. <laughs> it's like oh they gosh. must have they must have started fast, you know, and then uh, and then and then cruised into the finish or something to maybe yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe felt funny and didn't want to get injured or something, you know? Wow, yeah. Wow, sounds
3: like an electric race.
1: Yeah, could although didn't they? Yeah, if you could have been there to, to bust out of four ten.
3: Oh no, not not I would have. <laughs> uh, it would have been a race, you know. I could have hung on, maybe the pierce but who knows like cold turkey that, that would be that'd be rough yeah Even that was a real run
1: that was almost the theme of the race was cold turkey uh, i think nobody like no, nobody aside for like going into it knew what they were gonna be capable of i think <laughs> well and then beast revealed to us after the race um because she had i think she hadn't been doing any real running in a while though she works out a lot it's a big crossfitter and and a retired roller derby skater. But then she revealed to us after the race that she used to run the mile in high school track.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Of course. Either way, it was a super impressive mile. Like we saw her and um, the female gear shed correspondent cruising along. And, and then at some point beast just like slowly separated and had this like just super quick cadence and then just kept it up and just made like a little bit more ground (laughs) gradually throughout the whole race. (laughs) um and i think went on to i mean both both of them put up really nice performances um i don't know if beast had a goal but but her competitor went under the the sub eight that she was going for like like quite handsomely so that oh yeah that was a really nice performance too it was a
1: fun race to watch yeah
2: and so tim you also brought uh, a song of the week
3: yeah sure so like i actually like have like a a Spotify playlist that i use called uh get fit you know treadmill running is the new zen haven't you heard i don't even remember writing that but <laughs> i did so uh that's great playlist so i was like looking through this this playlist and i was trying to find like the most honest song that really like you know is my go-to running song and i ended up going um with uh got nothing by spoon when i'm with
0: like a it feels like i'm when that goes rattling through my veins.
3: there's other like school songs I that i like like off like newer albums um and this album in particular um one time i was like running like right when i got back into running again a couple like last year i think while training for the boston marathon i was like running late at night in johnson park in uh, central New Jersey, and I saw, like, uh, like the red light of Rutgers football stadium. And uh, then the song came on, and it was just, like, like pitch black and just, uh, yeah, it just kind of ominous and, like, just, just running from my demons or whatever. But so, uh, so, yeah, then the lyric came on in the song, uh, and I got nothing to lose but Darkness and shadows got nothing to lose but bitterness and patterns.
0: But
3: yeah, like those, those lyrics, and then the song itself is like very quick tempo, which is like I think necessary when you're trying to run fast in a workout. Like depends on the setting. There's other like depends what you're trying to do with your run. You know, and this circumstance i was like running at a decent pace so yeah in in those lyrics like it it just spoke to me because i was like for so long i hadn't been goal-oriented with running and you know just things going on in my personal life that i was like trying to grow and change as a person i was kind of using this like boston marathon as like a test to like better myself and i think when people run they're always trying to better themselves in some way whether they get you know glimmer lose weight or, you know, for me I, I like doing it for like my mental health and just peace of mind. Um so yeah, those lyrics just like really, really spoke to me in that setting specifically. And just the last night running on the treadmill, I was uh running those playlists and God nothing came on. At a part of the run where I was kind of getting tired. And uh I, I, I cranked the treadmill down to six thirty and like tried hanging on for like five minutes or so and the song got me through it so it's always a song i can count on
1: i love that i ran to it today on the treadmill it's beautiful it, it was a good yeah it was just because i was uh, i had uh, whatever i had a, a gym session plan that wasn't running i was like well I'll, I'll warm up it's good to get your muscles warm anyway before lifting and uh yeah that song runs
2: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> and it, yeah i like treadmill running actually i try not to do it too much because um <laughs> it's so nice in there in the, in the air conditioning.
3: <laughs> I know it's been like my guilt. I run into trouble like once or twice a week now because yeah. my girlfriend loves going to the gym. So I, I just tag along with her. And it's like, ah, good excuse to listen to music. And I usually don't listen to music when I run outside. Like oh, I yeah. prefer to run outside. But yeah, to your point, yeah, I really should take advantage of the remaining nice days. And well,
1: it was too hot this summer, right? But now it's about to be perfect, like running outside weather. like. Trevor just ran for eight hours around the mountains on Saturday, and oh ran, wow! And I ran 15 miles around the city on Saturday, and uh, it was kind of a perfect day. At least in New York, it was a perfect day for running. Yeah, very,
3: very low humidity, and yeah. Yeah, it was it was ideal for running.
1: All right, we're we're winding down on time. I got a timer here. This thing, this link is gonna explode. Um, but do we have any any closing thoughts?
3: Yeah, definitely. So, number one, with running, you know. Do what you want to do. Don't listen to what, you know, what, what you think other people want you to do. So no matter what, just run out there and enjoy yourself. Set goals and be happy. Run happy, as Brooks would say.
0: Yeah. I love that. Thanks, Tim. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Oh, wow. What
1: a great talk. Thank you so much, Tim, for joining us again. That was a lot of fun. and uh, And as always, I actually feel like I learned something.
2: Oh, for sure! Thank you, Tim. Our perhaps our most literary episode, at least since the pilot, where we talked a lot about um, the transcendentalists. But, uh, but yeah, tons of good, tons yeah. of good, good stuff in there. Thank you, Tim.
1: Best, best episode since the lost pilot. That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that no one knows, but I, I think it was probably pretty great. As we as we mentioned earlier, um, the power the power motion picnic hour community mile was a big race but then you had another big race just what was that two days ago
2: two days ago yeah so uh coach friend and i went up to uh in the kilkenny ridge race in northern new hampshire coloss county and there were two races a 25 and a 50 that as like coming into the day friday the, the reports were looking like some of the hurricane lee post-tropical like storm whatever it was at that point extra tropical where we're coming through and and on the ridge there could have been sort of very high winds like up to 80 miles per hour so they made the decision to condense it to a single 25 mile race on a on a modified course um which was definitely the right thing to do given given those those weather predictions and uh and yeah so we we lined up at the start line uh 6 a.m 6 a.m start saturday and uh Set off into the woods to do our twenty-five miles.
1: That's wild. How how did it feel? Yeah, you sent me your your watch report or whatever <laughs>
2: my, my watch report
1: afterwards. And it was pretty blown away by just the twenty-five miles and eight thousand feet of elevation and four thousand yeah. calories burned.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot, and and I learned a lot. It was it so was, first of all, it was it was a ton of fun, and and yeah, I I think just felt like. Very privileged to be out there and to have volunteers like working aid stations. Will all these like you know amateur runners come <laughs> come cruising through doing their <laughs> doing their sub ultra at very moderate paces and then just like crushing potato chips and and Reese's pieces and stuff. Yes. It was a blast. I mean, it's imagine going for a trail run and then just every six miles or so having having somebody like filling up your water and like giving oh, yeah. you tailwind and like bunch of snacks laid out just like whatever whatever you feel like um (laughs) so that part was awesome Um, yeah it's tea time every every mile (laughs) yeah so very grateful for the volunteers the race organizers um that that you know it's just like a very very cool community feel to that one too um not a lot of racers and certainly some very fast racers in there but also you know um the whole the whole spectrum so it was good it was good
1: that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Wait, congratulations. That's your,
2: that's now your, your, your biggest race of the year, I suppose. It is. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. I think, I think by mileage, it's probably my longest run 25, a wow. little bit 25 and change. So unfortunately, performance wise, it was not, not my greatest. So I think I, I think I learned, I think I learned <laughs> a lot. I think I, I appreciate the importance of, I'd say especially like leading up in the last eight weeks or six, eight, six weeks, like a sort of a more structured disciplined training block. Like I felt good about the two or three weeks I did leading in, but, but ultimately I was, I was under-trained as I would, as I would find out on about mile 12. (laughs) (laughs) My muscle soreness was like, all right, like what's, this is a little early for that. And then by mile 19, we're, um, the technical term they use in the in the in the ultra world would be uh, would be bonk, um, <laughs> uh, though not like interestingly like sort of in talking to coach about like the systems and where, where where were there where was there a failure like you know aerobic cardiovascular like a lot of good things still going uh, metabolic I was still taking down food and burning it but but my muscular system and the legs just just let go at like about mile nineteen. Which meant that um, did you go lactic too soon? I think so. I might have gone a little too lactic, a little too soon. I don't even know what that
1: means exactly, but it felt like the right question.
2: I think that feels like the right the right thing. And um, my yeah, and my knee started to hurt. So like four or five miles downhill to finish, and and it was just a hobble because oh, wow. I was in pain. So whatever sort of mediocre time I was going to put up got a lot worse as as you know got past several several times in that point so i'd say have to focus a bit more on strength training and more up more structured uphill workouts uh hill repeats and three minutes on two minutes off four by four that those kind of things that uh you know if anything it's given me some motivation to, to go out and, and get better because it was not it was not the performance i was sort of hoping to to put up
1: well it's an amazing accomplishment and it's a crazy huge race and uh a lot harder than just you know me me uh, cantering around <laughs> local uh, metropolitan centers uh is uh, is you running for 8 hours well it's a
2: different the it's a different it's a different thing um it's
1: pretty cool yeah. I, yeah I didn't think about even how how crazy it was till you sent me the little the stats at the end and i was like wow
2: the, the i think the thing that saved me ultimately was th- the they had quesadillas at mile what would it have been maybe 18 or so
3: Mm -hmm. And so that
2: was like (laughs) about where i was starting to fail the most and um started to have kind of a hard time but but there were quesadillas and and they were delicious and uh,
1: that's awesome that's awesome to hear thank you yeah thank you to the quesadilla makers Blessed yeah, are the you. case of the quesadilla
2: makers. <laughs> thank you, dear quesadilla makers. That was also the point at which I probably made my best joke of the day. And I I had been <laughs> I'd been making jokes, nobody like you know, other runners, like the, the crew people at the aid stations, but that these people um I grabbed, they had like sodas sitting out and they had like coke and something else, and then they had this big thing of something called mountain lightning. Uh, which was like the generic version of like Mountain Dew, and so I grabbed some of that and opened it, and they were like, "Oh, I don't think anybody's like gotten into the Mountain Lightning," and and I and that's when I made the joke. I said, "Yeah, if only if only we could somehow warn the runners ahead of us."
1: <laughs> that's great.
2: Yeah, uh, they must have appreciated that. They like that. Yeah, and then Coach and I put down some Mountain Lightning. It was pretty cool.
1: Did the Mountain Lightning. I can't imagine drinking stuff like that while running mountain lightning or, or Coke. I can, I can picture eating a quesadilla.
2: Um, Coke. Coke. I mean, surprisingly the mountain lightning was good. It was um, future sponsor mountain lightning. Uh, it was yeah. <laughs> like, it was warm um, and you just want like something that you can just burn quickly. You know, I mean, you want like more, oh, yeah. more complex carbs and stuff like that yeah. too, but you also sometimes just need stuff to just keep, keep burning. Cause you know, again, four thousand calories. If that's at all accurate, you, you know, you got to be putting down a few hundred calories every hour. Um, so you you can't do it on goo alone. You can't. You can't. Yeah. I, I mean, some people do. I can't. You'd I need, have to put. I, a need, goo- I need something more than that. You'd have to do it like a goo every ten minutes or something. Yeah. Well, it'd be like yeah, like three three or so an hour. So yeah, you're doing it every 15, could, 20 minutes. I could do that. I had I had two goos on my run on on Saturday, just running around the city. Yeah, it was, it was smart. Um, that's a smart thing. We got to get you out on a trail, by the way. So maybe a bigger effort for next year. We can we can line up, but but maybe even just you know next time the stars align and an occasion presents itself, you know we can do something even small around my place, sure. uh, something like that. Yeah,
1: it sounds good. I, I guess I'd have to buy new shoes, which I would, which I'm would down do. for, even though I just bought new shoes today.
2: Oh, I guess I was thinking a little bit in between episodes. So yeah, clearly like, I mean, one, just, just very grateful for, for the experience, tons of good memories, tons of fun out there. So like, again, why should I be upset about like a time? And I think, yeah, you know, in my mind, it's like, well, I could have done better. And, but like the way I could have done better was different and like better training, you know? So like day of, you know, did I execute, I guess I executed to the extent I could, but um, But anyway, I've decided like maybe to try it again next year. It would be hopefully the original course, do the full ridge, but also see if I can get closer to like the time I thought I might be capable of. So I ran a a good about like two-thirds of a race probably, let's say. So you ran a good five or six hours. Yeah, and then you can see it on the stats, my heart rate just goes down because i i start to not be able to go fast enough uh you just start like hobbling just me. And, yeah
1: hobbling and drinking generic mountain dew <laughs> <laughs> It's like a form of running
2: just trying to keep down get make it to the next Reese's Pieces and oh that's down good. the last quesadilla yeah
1: i could eat i yeah i think i could eat um like when i have races in the morning i try not to eat like eat too much and I, but i just feel like i can eat I, I guess ultra runners do it so why couldn't i i've never eaten anything while running except A goo, (laughs) a
2: goo gel packet. Yeah. But anyway, so ultimately, I guess, I guess in summary, um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how can you like a day where you get to run 25 miles for eight hours in the woods and get fed awesome snacks by people? Like, how can you beat that? And like, right, it was, it was tons of fun. Some
1: people, yeah, some people don't think that sounds like fun, but to me (laughs) at all, but to me, that sounds like a
2: perfect day. Uh, it was it was pretty awesome and you feel just so like accomplished but and depleted like you know your body's just like zapped at the end but you also just feel so good to just sit down take off your shoes like just get comfortable again it's it's just it's it's a special type of relaxing sort of fulfillment that you like you know you can't get just doing like smaller things you know
1: you gotta earn it yeah yeah big a big run I mean I felt really good after my 15 mile run on Saturday and that's not that's not even close. I don't know how long it took me. That's still a long run. It was, yeah, it was great. Actually, it was it was, it was pure pleasure until uh, probably about 12 miles in, and it was a loop, so I was pretty close to home. I actually I had my water thing, you know, like my little water belt, which mm-hmm. has, like, a little pouch in it. So I had a few things in there, including my phone. But I realized about three miles from home that even though I had my phone, I didn't have my house keys.
2: <laughs> oh, no.
1: So I, I called um, – you know female gear shed testing correspondent to see if she was home mm-hmm. and she was not Ooh. i called her while i was running um which you could do if you're running slow it's pretty easy yeah um, and
2: uh a good good test to see if you're staying in zone
1: two i was very zone two yeah nice. and uh and so she was not home but i found out where she was
0: <laughs> okay
1: and so i uh it lengthened my run a little bit and ran by the outside the thrift store she was at and did a handoff. <laughs> it was like running by the water station and got some house keys and then uh, ran home. And actually the, the run would have been a little short. Cause I measured it on Google maps after I got home. So it's good that I had to extend it because otherwise I wouldn't have quite made 15 miles. So
2: nice. It nice. was
1: a nice challenge to uh, get away from the, the beautiful serenity running along the riverside, just running <laughs> straight into the city, <laughs> <laughs> running yeah. up
2: 13th street. Well, at least hopefully a little bit better on the weekends. Maybe not. Um, a lot of shoppers. A yeah, lot of tourists. I, say, I guess you replaced the workers for the
1: shoppers and tourists.
0: Yeah, but uh, it was good.
1: It was fun. It was a fun way to end it. Yeah, no, I guess we should wind this one down. This is probably a long episode and we've covered a lot.
2: I guess, yeah, until next time.
1: We got to catch up on Songs of the Week and we could, we could hear how your recovery went. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and which off- off-brand generic sodas you're drinking this week. <laughs> <laughs> what you drink? what we know what you drink when you're running, but how about when you're just hanging out, recovering from a long run? Yeah, <laughs> what works yeah, best for, for that? For me, it's always got to be the mountain lightning. I think mountain um, lightning works in all in all settings,
2: yeah, maybe we'll even have our our bus stop ad by then. So stay tuned. All
1: right. Well, our apologies that it's another cliffhanger ending, but that's just the way that we do things here on the power motion picnic hour. So until next time, onward <laughs>